Welcome to The Pragmatic Pagan, Season 2. This podcast explores an inclusive pagan path via science-based witchcraft, no deities included. With a focus on nature and energy, this spiritual practice is centered on lunar tides and seasonal cycles. Here in Season 2, we take things up a notch and dig deeper into the skills needed to connect with the energy around you. You can join me on Patreon for ways to stay connected and in tune to the universe. And we can stay connected when you follow me on Patreon or social media. Links in the bio. Merry meet all. moment I would like to acknowledge that I, like most of us, stand upon stolen land, land that belongs to the original stewards and natives of this space. Please pause to acknowledge, with gratitude, the sacrificed by and the cost to the people of these First Nations, past, present, and future. These words are in honor of their role as the first spiritual caretakers of the land, And in my pagan path, my hope is to continue their dedication to the survival and renewal of our planet and its creatures. It is a promise to plant seeds of healing in the wake of the destruction my ancestors have caused. As above, so below, so mote it be. The Pragmatic Pagan participates in Real Rent Duwamish as a way to support local native tribes. I encourage you to look into similar rent programs in your area and participate if you are financially able. Three point five kilograms of unexplainable weight that leaves our body, the soul, some say. That which stands outside of nature, the divine, some say. The fifth element, some say. It is the connection to the universe, that which sparked the Big Bang. It is the catalyst that gives energy to life. Some say it doesn't exist. Some say you find it in worship. Some say you find it in yourself. It is the creature that is you when you strip away all that is animal, all that is human. It is the highest self, the deep self. It is the power we all hold within us to transform and define our purpose. And we are learning more and more that we aren't alone, that this divine element is present in so many different places, even the smallest spaces colliding between atoms. This fifth element is all the elements combined and what is left when the other elements are stripped away. It is the sun and the black hole. It is the spark. It is you. It is the fifth element. The concept of ether or spirit is present in so many forms in so many cultures. The concept of an unexplainable force that sits outside the bounds of man, something that is a connection to the essence of life. For some, this manifests through deities and divinity. For some, it is a singular presence. For some, it is the spark within ourselves. It goes by so many names, but it is always present. It is the energy that exists outside the classical terrestrial elements. 
In reference to the classical Greek elements, this fifth element or quintessence was thought to be the pure essence that the gods breathed. From Plato's and even Aristotle's perception, ether, unlike all the terrestrial elements, did not have the same qualities or motion. It was neither hot nor dry, wet nor cold, describing ether as a circular motion unlike the terrestrial elements that moved in a linear fashion. Aristotle imagined the celestial sphere of aether to be filled with the cosmos. This thought process would lead to his discovery of stars and planets moving in a circular motion. As science advanced, aether would make its appearance as a way to explain how natural phenomena, including how light travels and how gravity functions. These scientific endeavors gave the term aether a new definition, but did little to prove its presence. Yet, even now, science still explores aether in a way that's through quantum physics. Consider the discovery of the god particle and the presence of dark matter, as well as the exploration of the mental capacity of the human brain and its potential. There is so much we have yet to learn about our reality and the probability of our existence within it. This fifth element shows up in a variety of ways across many spiritual and cultural practices, from pantheons of gods that represent specific energy in specific things, think the Roman and Greek pantheon, to everything from chakras and chi to prana and reiki, but also in religious practices that includes the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, and even the capital G God from the Bible. This concept of divine energy, whether it lives in a separate divine entity or exists in nature and thus also within us, is a historically defining factor of religion and belief systems. This is also where you should and need to mix and match what feels right for you. Remember, there are Christian witches just as much as there are atheist pagans. And here on this podcast, you will notice that this is an atheist pagan witchcraft practice. So no deities, nature rooted, energy and spell work. I want to be clear here, this concept of divine energy has started and stoked wars throughout civilization. What to call it, what it looks like, what it needs, how to appease it or please it, all have been shaped by humans' interpretation of an unknown and unexplainable energy. Many religions place this energy in divine beings, others in specific saviors. Even others focus on this divine energy that exists within ourselves. And still others remove divinity, considering this energy more personal, more accessible, more natural. Where you place yourself in this conversation is up to you. Aether holds no tangible form. It holds no proof of existence or tactile presence. It is up to you how or even if you encounter this fifth element. But in a universe where creation and life seem to be a roll of the dice, consider the unseen spark that makes life happen out of the most delicate of odds. Ponder the space between and connect to the force within you and all natural things. For this meditation, we're going to focus on our internal energy presence. Settle in, find a quiet, undisturbed place, make yourself comfortable. Breathing in, 
and out. Breathing in and out. Settle yourself into your body. Feel the contact of your weight with the surface you are on. Then begin to tune in to your breathing, shifting inward, focusing on the undercurrent in your body, expanding and contracting, breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. Now begin to focus on the flow of the energy within you, of the feeling of your blood in your veins, of breathing. Sit with this. Allow your mind to find and explore this energy. Meditate on the feeling of this energy within your body. No judgment, no right or wrong, just what is. And it's only what is right now, in this moment. It is impermanent. It is not what defines you but simply the flow of energy that is moving through you at this particular time. Accept it. Good, bad, indifferent. Breathe in, let it be. Breathe out and let it stretch. As you turn your mind towards this energy, let it leave an impression, a taste, a smell, a color that speaks to the energy you are manifesting in this moment. Breathing in and out. Breathe in acceptance of this energy, no matter what you're carrying today, and breathe out resistance. Let that energy flow through you. And if you're having a hard time sensing your energy, ask yourself, am I grounded in the earth below me? Am I breathing air deeply, easily, calmly? Am I present in the moment to sense the heat and fire in my body? Am I nourished and hydrated enough for my body's energy to flow freely? We must first cater to our basic needs, rooted in the foundations of the four elements, before we can truly be still enough to sense that internal fifth element. Building on our meditation practice, this energy session is focused on the flow of energy within ourselves. Before we begin, I want to take a moment to address energy blocks. We hear this a lot. A chakra might be out of balance, our chi needs rebalancing, or maybe a good Reiki session would get us back on track. But I also want you to consider that you have some control here. That by learning to tune into your own energy, you can find these blockages and work through them. 
how you visualize them are key, and I include a segment in today's energy work to give you some ideas on how to address those moments. For now, settle in, find a quiet, undisturbed place, make yourself comfortable. And then, if you can, go ahead and begin to cast your circle, even if only visually. Visualizing each of the four elements as a boundary. Take a moment to be present, breathing in and out, in and out. Settle yourself back into your meditative state, shifting the focus from limb and sinew to the current of energy just within you. Allow the visualization of your energy to rebuild in your mind, moving through you. Now slowly and gently raise your hands in front of you and begin to rub them together. A slow rubbing. And as they begin to warm and the energy on your skin heats through friction, slowly begin to move your hands apart feeling the tension created between them as the distance increases. Then, slowly, move them closer together. See if you can find the spot where the energy becomes like a magnet, pushing against the different poles, slightly repelling, buoying the other hand, moving your hands closer and further apart you find this space. Then, however is comfortable, link your hands and feel the difference in energy as you complete the circuit. Practice this a few times, pausing to breathe in each step, taking a moment to visualize and build up that image. As you practice this, begin to focus in on the change of what happens when the energy circuit becomes connected. Breathe into this circle, letting your breath push the visualization. As you do this, breathing, sinking deeper into the meditation, begin to use your senses to tune further into the visualization making it as lucid and real as possible. Think color, shape, movement, temperature. Now expand your awareness of this visualization from beyond your hands and arms to that space that you created in between your hands as you move them together, closer and further apart. How does your energy flow within your body when it is connected? What about when that circuit breaks? Or when your hands are in that perfect space of buoy? Is your energy moving? Is it coating every portion of you? Or does it exist as strands or as pools? Some areas more vibrant and energetic than others. Do you see orbs or waterfalls? However it exists, note it, breathe in acceptance, breathe out any resistance.
In the areas of sitting energy, how does it exist in the space of your body? When you focus on the energy, pay attention to whether your muscles relax or tense. Now, focusing on breathing through that area. Breathe in and breathe out. Your focus moving through that space. Then let that area go and shift your focus to another area of your body, scanning through from head to toes. And no matter how your energy exists within you, you will likely sense areas of flow and areas of stagnation. And so when the energy is moving through you, how does it feel? How do you feel as the energy moves? To be tuned into both the river of energy and the shores of your body's bones and muscles. Let your visualization build. Use your internal senses to really shape this visualization. Make it yours. It belongs to you. It is one you will want to be able to return to, always letting it grow and evolve as you do. When you journal this week, start with the big questions. Is there a fifth element in your beliefs? If so, how does it take shape? What role do you want it to play? And then, if you worked through the meditation and energy portion of the episode, consider those areas of blocked or stalled energy. Where are they in your body? Do they correspond with any physical ailments or areas of high tension? Also, take a moment to turn inward. What are you dealing with emotionally in your life? Emotions have a funny way of affecting our body and thus our energy. Sometimes we have to start there. And that work is never easy and rarely pleasant. Spend time journaling some ideas of how you might work through those emotions or stuck stress. Practical application of this element is truly going to be based on your own internal beliefs. However, for those following along with the beliefs rooted in this podcast, the key here is to turn inwards with an eye for an accountability for your energy every damn day. Energy isn't just an internal thing. It exudes from us, and we need to be responsible for our energy wake. When people ask how to live this lifestyle, the biggest thing that comes to mind is present awareness of what is happening around you on a variety of levels, with an eye for detail. When we take time to slow down, to be in the here and now, how our energy exists and affects our immediate world becomes absolutely apparent. And if you are having a hard time seeing it in yourself, we certainly can see how others' energy affects us. Practical energy application is about personal awareness of your own energy and how you apply that to your surroundings. It's learning to listen and feel the energy in a space, and then tune yourself for a desired effect. Sometimes a chaotic space needs peace. How can your energy bring that into the moment? 
Sometimes a boring meeting needs some energy. What are you bringing to that space to help bolster the energy in that room? Now, as I mentioned, others' energy is often very easily apparent, and it can play a big role in how energy shifts, which is why I always say it's nice to find someone who can support your energy movement. Let's call it the wingman approach. It creates momentum. The energy begins to build and become contagious. And while this uh, wingman term isn't as its name, there's actually a crowd and people science based on how acceptance and tone shifts work within crowds. It's some amazing stuff. So consider your energy, not just internally, but also externally. Be mindful. Be present. Energy work isn't just soft and feel good. It is deep, rigorous, and tough. These days, the term shadow work appears to describe this deep inward work, and it's not the self-help books, yoga, baths, and living your best life that a lot of people imagine it to be. This is about facing accountability and acceptance of our less desirable traits and personas. It is coming to terms with our past and healing any trauma. It is sobbing in the shower and nights alone, sitting with yourself, learning yourself. It is looking at where you have caused harm, where you could have done better, and letting go of the fear that stops you from becoming your more authentic self. For us white folks in America, this work cannot be stressed enough. Our shadow selves are deeply rooted in our upbringing within a white male supremacist culture. Every bit of how we exist has been impacted by these systems, and the work to undo them will take time and dedication. Roll up your sleeves and start to unpack your own history of harm. Because trust me, whether you believe it or not, inadvertent harm in a white supremacist culture is hounded out like poison candy. And we have been doling it out and eating it up since birth. And I get it. Knowing that we have caused harm is a tough pill to swallow. But do it. Unpack it. See it. Bear witness. Apologize. And then start cleaning that shit up so that we can break the cycle. Make sure you aren't expecting forgiveness or applause. This isn't a vanity circle. This is about doing what's right. We owe it to the global majority to do and be better. So this week, I encourage you to start doing the shadow work, including the work that it takes to become anti-racist. If you aren't sure where to start, read a book. But once you have done that, start taking action. Start looking at your language, your actions, and where your money goes. How have you supported the communities most impacted by racial violence? And as always, are you registered to vote? How are you supporting what you believe in through time, money, vote, or awareness? Oh, and since this is a science-based podcast, just a friendly reminder, science and nature work together to create some amazing life-saving stuff. So, get vaccinated. Spring is in the air up here in the Northern Hemisphere, and Beltane is just later this week. These last months have been about planting seeds for the year, both literally and figuratively. It's time to start putting action behind thought. We are rounding that first quarter energy of the year and headed towards the full bloom of summer. 
This is a time of manifestation, of watering the seeds of our intents, fostering them closely, and putting in the time and energy needed to truly see things to fruition. This means begin to outline the practical ways that you can manifest the seeds you planted. For me, this year is about really focusing on a long-term injury and getting that healed. So while I had done a lot of meditation and energy work, this is the time to really put in the practical healing steps of seeing doctors, working with health professionals, to bring about the practical steps of this journey. My energy work will help and support this process, but it is not the only process in play for spell work. It just adds focus and an extra boost to the practical work you are already doing. If you haven't picked up an intent or two for the year, consider now what you might want to see come to fruition over the summer and fall. Maybe you're looking forward to a fall outing as more and more folks are vaccinated and the world starts to open up again. Start to dream of where you might want to go or what you might want to do. And then start to take the practical steps, including getting yourself vaccinated, still wearing a mask, and doing everything you can to keep everyone safe. Happy autumn to all those in the Southern Hemisphere as you begin to tip towards darker days and cooler nights. Merry meet, merry part, until we merry meet again. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Pragmatic Pagan. Find this podcast helpful? then please consider sharing this resource with others. As always, please reach out with any questions or stories you are willing to share and stay connected by joining me on Patreon or on social media. Links are in the bio. Oh, and don't forget, by following me for free on Patreon, you get access to podcast transcripts and other great free content. Thank you for listening. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, until we merry meet again. Thank you.